I want to invite you to get your Bibles ready. We're going to be looking into the Gospel of John this morning. Again, we're on this journey in the Gospel of John. Estamos en esta trayectoria del libro de Juan, del Evangelio. And today our focus is going to be on chapters 8 and 9. All of chapter 8 and 9 is what we're trying to get our arms around today. Estamos intentando abarcar capítulos 8 y 9. Now that's a lot. So to begin with, I'm just going to read one single verse. We'll be reading others, but I'd like to begin with one verse that I think really is the key to unlocking what's going on in chapters 8 and 9. Voy a leer un solo versículo que es la clave para entender lo que está pasando en capítulos 8 y 9. And it's John chapter 8, verse 12. Juan 8, 12. And this is what the Word of God says to us. Así dice la palabra del Señor. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said... I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Una vez más, Jesús se dirigió a la gente y les dijo, Yo soy la luz del mundo. El que me sigue no andará en tinieblas, sino que tendrá la luz de la vida. So, the title I've given to today's message is How to Really See. Como ver de verdad es el título de mensaje. How to really see. And I've chosen that title because I really think that is the issue that is being presented to us in chapters 8 and 9. Es el asunto, el tema de esos dos capítulos. That's the, that's the question really that is being debated in chapters 8 and 9 through a series of encounters that Jesus has with the Jewish religious leadership, with the Pharisees and other religious leaders. Es el tema de debate entre Jesús y los religiosos judíos. And it's happening all through these two chapters. And it begins with a story that maybe some of you know about of a time when the religious leaders brought to Jesus a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. Los religiosos traen a Jesús a una mujer sorprendida adulterio. Now, a lot of questions I have about this. How did they catch her? Why didn't they catch the guy? I mean, there's all kinds of questions here. But, but the answer, the basic point is that these leaders have an agenda. It's clear what they want to do with this woman. Es muy claro lo que quieren hacer con esta mujer. They want to condemn her. They want to judge her. They want to cancel her. They want to stone her. Quieren cancelarla, condenarla, apedrearla. In fact, they come to Jesus and they say, hey, the law says that's what we're supposed to do. There it is for everybody to see in black and white, women caught in adultery, got to stone them. Así dice la ley, se puede ver claramente, hay que apedrearla. Now, Jesus, what do you say? What do you think? ¿Qué piensas tú, Jesús? And Jesus sees something else. Jesus sees something more in this situation. Él ve algo más en esta situación. He sees the dark hearts and the motives of these religious leaders. Él ve el motivo oscuro de estos líderes. And his answer is simply this. Whoever is without sin, let that person be the one to throw the first stone. El que no tenga pecado, que tire la primera piedra. You see... Jesus is seeing everything in a different light. He puts the whole situation in a new light. This woman is not only being exposed for her sin. La mujer no solo está expuesta por su pecado. Jesus is exposing everyone's sin. 
He's exposing the truth of the situation which we find mapped out in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Así dice Romanos, todos han pecado y son privados de la gloria de Dios. All have sinned. All are culpable. All are condemned. All except Jesus. Todos menos Jesús. And it's at that juncture then in chapter 8, verse 12, it says that he's speaking to the people and he makes this declaration. I am the light. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Yo soy la luz del mundo. El que uh, me sigue no andará en tinieblas, sino que tendrá la luz de la vida. Now, the Pharisees, again, take issue here. They think they see a problem. They see, think they see what's going on here with Jesus. Los fariseos piensan ver lo que está pasando. Verse 13, they challenge him. They say, here you are. You're appearing as your own witness. Uh, that's against the rules. Your testimony is not valid. Tú te presenta como tu propio testigo, dicen los fariseos. Así que tu testimonio no es válido. And what we see going on here is something that, that seems to be the favorite go-to MO of the Pharisees, the way that they are. They have, in a sense, in this situation, set themselves up as the experts. Experts on what constitutes testimony. But they're also setting themselves on the, up as the experts on Jesus. They're the all-seeing, all-knowing experts. Se han puesto en la posición de ser expertos que ven y saben todo. But you know what? That's not how to really see. Así no es como ver. And in verse 14, Jesus actually points out the problem. He shines light because he is the light. He shines light on their problem. Jesús pone la luz en su problema. He says, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid for I know where I came from and where I am going. Aunque yo sea mi propio testigo, mi testimonio es válido porque sé de dónde he venido y a dónde voy. On the other hand, you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. Ustedes no saben de dónde vengo ni a dónde voy. So the Pharisees, in setting themselves up as the experts, basically what they're trying to do is to, is to put Jesus under a microscope and to think that they can understand Jesus, think that they can see everything there is to know about Jesus. Están poniendo a Jesús como bajo un microscopio. But the problem with that is when you take a position of superiority and you think you're the all-knowing and the all-seeing one, you are blind. You are blind to your own blind spots. Están ciegos a su propia ceguera, and that's what's going on with them. And as we go on here, Jesus highlights this. In verse 19, he says, you do not know me or my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. Si supieran quién soy yo, sabrían también quién es mi padre. And then in verse 23, he continues, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Ustedes son de aquí abajo, yo soy de allá arriba. Ustedes son de este mundo, yo no soy de este mundo. It's hard to put yourself over everything when you come from below. 
It's hard to have an all-seeing vantage point when you're not from above. Es difícil tener una superioridad cuando estás de abajo. Jesus sets them straight. You're blind to your own blind, stop, blind spots. So here's the issue. The way to really see clearly is not by putting yourself over everything and everyone. Para ver claramente, no te pones sobre todo. It's not by judging and analyzing and critiquing and evaluating and doubting every single little thing that you see. No es por criticar o juzgar o dudar todo lo que veas. That's not how to see. In chapter 8, verse 28, Jesus tells us how we can see. 8.28, Jesús nos dice cómo ve. He says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. I am the one I claim to be and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. Cuando hayan levantado el Hijo del Hombre, sabrán ustedes que yo soy y que no hago nada por mi propia cuenta, sino que hablo conforme a lo que mi Padre me enseña. The way to see is to lift up the Son of Man. Jesus is talking here about his crucifixion. He's talking about where he's headed, to the cross. When I am lifted up on the cross, you're going to begin to see things differently. You're going to understand who I really am and what I'm about. Cuando me levantan en la cruz, van a poder comprender quién soy yo. The way to see Jesus is to see him lifted up. Not only to see him lifted up on the cross, but to see him lifted up in his superiority over us, in his greatness, that he is from above. He is from the Father. He is Lord. He is the light. La manera de ver es como ver a Jesús como alguien superior. Él es la luz. He's the light of the world. Seeing Jesus is a little bit like seeing the sun in the sky. Como ver el sol en el cielo. There are really two ways that we can look at the sun. Hay dos maneras para mirar el sol. One way is to stare straight at it. Look straight at the sun and see if you can figure out what makes that thing burn. See if you can get into the middle of it and understand its mysteries. Evaluate it. Judge it. Put it under a microscope. Put it under a telescope. Whatever you want to do. Una manera de mirar directamente al sol a ver si puedes juzgar su misterio, saber su misterio. Do that. Stare at the sun with your naked eye to try to figure it out and you will go blind. It will burn your eyes out. Te va a quemar los ojos. Y estará ciego. And in a sense, that's what's going on with these religious leaders. They're looking at Jesus in that way. They're looking at Jesus with a judgmental, critical, skeptical, doubtful eye, and they're trying to stare in to think that they understand the mystery of who he is. Está mirando los religiosos así, Mirando fijamente a Jesús con ojos de, de duda. And they're going blind. In fact, in chapter 8, they claim to be children of Abraham. 
and they claim to be children of God. Dicen ser hijos de Abraham y de Dios. And yet twice, in chapter 8, they accuse Jesus, God's son, of being possessed by a demon. Dos veces le acusan a Jesús de ser poseído de un demonio. Twice. In chapter 8, verse 42, Jesus points out, Again, the issues. He says, if God were your father, if you were truly children of God, you would love me because I came from God and, and now I'm here. I have not come on my own. He sent me. Si Dios fuera su padre, ustedes me amarían porque yo he venido de Dios y aquí me tienen. He venido por mi, no por mi propia cuenta, sino que Él me envió. You don't love me. If you knew I was from God, you would love me. And then in verse 44, he says, here's the issue. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. Ustedes son de su padre diablo, cuyos deseos quieren cumplir. You see, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. Desde el principio, este ha sido un asesino. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Cuando miente expresa su propia naturaleza porque es un mentiroso y el padre de la mentira. And so what we see in chapter 8 and in going on into chapter 9, what we're seeing is that the more these Pharisees and religious leaders think that they can figure out Jesus and judge who he is, the more they look at him with that skepticism, the blinder and the blinder they become and the more hateful they become as well. Entre más intentan juzgar a Jesús, más ciegos se ponen y más odiosos, más llenos de odio. And finally then in chapter 8 verse 58, Jesus says something that just puts him over the top. And they can't handle it anymore. They fly into a rage. Dice algo, Jesús en versículo 58, que les saca de quicio. He says, I tell you the truth. They're talking about whether these Jews are children of Abraham or not. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was born, I am. Ciertamente les aseguro que antes de que Abraham naciera, yo soy. Now when Jesus says this, when he says, I am before Abraham was born, he's not just saying, I existed before Abraham. No solo dice, yo existía antes de Abraham. When he says, I am, he's speaking out the divine name. He's speaking out the holy name of God. Está usando el nombre divino de Dios. Yahweh, or Jehovah, Yahweh, Jehová, the great I am. He's saying, before Abraham, I am the eternal God. Antes de Abraham, yo soy el Dios eterno. And of course, they can't handle that. That's too much. Verse 59 says, at this they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Entonces los judíos tomaron piedras para arrojárselas, pero Jesús se escondió y salió inadvertido del templo. So, what's going on here? What do we see happening in, in this exchange with Jesus and the Pharisees? ¿Qué pasa aquí? Well, something's happening that was predicted. If we go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 13, we find Jesus again 
quoting from the prophet Isaiah. Jesus is pointing to a prediction that was made centuries before in the book of Isaiah. In Mateo 13, 13, Jesus cita una predicción de Isaías. Here he's talking about why people, why he talks to people in parables. He says, this is why I speak to people in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Por eso les hablo a ellos en parábolas. Aunque miran, no ven. Aunque oyen, no escuchan ni entienden. And then he says this. In them, in these people, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. En ellos se cumple la profecía de Isaías. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Por mucho que oigan, no entenderán. Por mucho que vean, no percibirán. The Pharisees see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear. It's in one ear, out the other. You see, if you stare at Jesus like you stare at the sun, if you look directly at him with eyes of judgment and criticism and skepticism and doubt, it will leave you blind. Si miras a Jesús con ojos de duda, vas a quedarte ciego. And the more you try to judge and criticize, the less you're going to see. But there's another way to see Jesus. Hay otra manera de ver a Jesús. It's the way of the blind man in chapter 9 of John. Es la manera del ciego en capítulo 9. There's this blind beggar that Jesus and the disciples encounter and the disciples have a question. Jesus, what happened to this man that he was born blind? Who sinned? Did he sin? Did his parents sin? Some sin had to be involved in this. Los discípulos dicen, ¿Quién pecó? ¿Quiénes pecaron para que este hombre fuera ciego? Él, sus papás. Jesus says, none of that. That's not the point. The point of this blind man is so that you can see so that you can see the work of God on display right here and right now. El punto es para que vean ustedes la obra gloriosa de Dios. And then Jesus does something that's a little bit gross and a little bit strange. He spits in the dust. He makes mud. He puts it on the man's eyes. And he says, go down to the pool of Siloam, that scent pool we were talking about last week. Go down to that pool and wash. Jesús hace un barro con su saliva, le pone en los ojos y dice, vete al, al estanque de Silué, enviado, para lavarte. And the man goes, he follows Jesus' instructions to a T, and he comes back seeing for the first time. El lava y, y puede ver. Now the Pharisees see something in this. They see the fact that Jesus has just done this on the Sabbath day. He's just violated the Sabbath by working, by doing something wrong on the Sabbath. Los fariseos ven que él ha violado el día sábado. So they start an inquiry. Uh, some people don't even know who this guy is. Well, it might be the same guy. Well, no, he looks like him. They do interviews. They go to the parents. Van a los papás. Is this your son? Was he born blind? Es tu hijo nació ciego? And the parents... They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to get involved. Yeah, he's our son. Yeah, he was born blind. As for anything else, talk to him. We don't want to get involved. Si nuestro hijo nació ciego, dicen los papás, pero no queremos meternos. Él es adulto, hablen con él. 
And there's this whole series of, 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 of going back and forth and they go back a couple of times to the blind man and finally they go back and they say, hey, uh, so yeah, back us on this. Give glory to God. We know this guy sinned by breaking the Sabbath, so he's a sinner, right? Would you say he's a sinner? Respaldanos, ese hombre es pecador por haber sanado en el sábado. And the man in chapter 9, verse 25 says, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. Si es pecador, no lo sé. I'm not over him. I'm not in that all-knowing, all-seeing position. I don't, that's not my department. But one thing I do know, I was blind. And now I see. Si sé esto, yo era ciego y ahora See, there's another way to see Jesus, just as there's another way to see the sun in the sky. Hay otra manera de ver a Jesús que es como ver el sol en el cielo. One way to see the sun, as I said, is you look straight at it, do that, you're not going to see much after that. Puede ver el sol y después no vas a ver nada. The other way of looking at the sun in the sky is to look at everything the sun illuminates. Look at everything the sun shows you. Mira todo lo que el sol te ilumina. And you won't go blind. Quite the opposite. You're going to see everything. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Yo soy la luz del mundo. Whoever follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of light. El que me sigue no andará en tinieblas, sino que tendrá la luz de la vida. To follow means to submit. It, it means to trust. It means that you put yourself in the position of not being the expert. You just take one step at a time and do what you're told. Seguir es someterse, confiar. That's what this blind man did. You see, when we understand that Jesus is the light of the world, when Jesus is lifted up, we not only see him, but we see everything else more clearly. The question is, can you see Jesus? When Jesus is lifted up on the cross, which we're going to see as we get through the Gospel of John, that's the whole point, to see Jesus lifted up on the cross. When you see Jesus on the cross, all of a sudden you're going to see things differently. Cuando veas a Jesús en la cruz vas a ver cosas diferentes. You're going to see the impact of your sin. And you're going to see the forgiveness and the love of God. Vas a ver el impacto de tu pecado y el amor y perdón de Dios. When Jesus is lifted up, you're going to see the darkness of your own soul and what the human race can do to people. But you're also going to see his light. When Jesus is lifted up, you're going to see the dead condition of your heart and his eternal life. You're going to see everything differently. Vas a ver tu condición muerta y la vida eterna de Jesús, su luz y tu oscuridad. Look at Jesus with eyes of judgment 
and you go blind, look at Jesus with humble eyes. And you will not only see him, but you'll see your way in life. You'll see everything else around you. The question is this, do you really want to see or not? Si ves a Jesús con ojos de humildad, vas a ver todo, pero quieres ver de verdad? Do you want to see or do you only want to see what you want to see? O solo quieres ver lo que quieres ver? That's the question. And in fact, at the very end, in chapter 9, verse 41, Jesus, speaking to these religious leaders, says, here's the issue. If you were really blind, you would not be guilty of sin. Si fueran ciegos, no serían culpables de pecado. But now that you claim you see, now that you claim you have that all-seeing position, your guilt remains. Pero como afirman que ven su pecado permanece. I'm sure many of you have heard of a guy by the name of C.S. Lewis. I've talked about him before. Incredible story. About 100 years ago he lived. He was a very skeptical, hardcore, judgmental atheist, a doubter, who through a series of events came to a place of believing that Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord. C.C. Lewis era un hombre que era escéptico, dudoso, que vino a creer en el Señor Jesús. And he wrote a number of books and essays, and in one of those essays, he makes a statement. He says this, I believe in Christianity, I believe in Christ, as I believe the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. Creo en el cristianismo como creo que ha salido el sol, no porque solo lo veo, sino porque por él veo todo lo demás. Jesus is the light of the world. Whoever follows him will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And faith is really, faith is about adopting the posture of the blind man not the posture of the religious leaders. La fe es la postura del hombre ciego. I can't see it all. I don't know it all. I need help. I need light on my path. No lo puedo ver todo. No lo sé todo. Necesito ayuda. You know, if that were the attitude, if that were the posture of every single human being on this planet, how different would our planet be? If that were the attitude of every single human being, I predict that Twitter, Facebook, blogs, the news would all be shut down tomorrow because there would be nothing to say. Because that stuff's full of people saying, I know what's going on. I see it. Si esa fue la actitud del mundo, los medios sociales se cerrarían mañana. I mean, that does, it doesn't sell to say, I don't know. I don't see. I mean, uh, who wants to admit that they don't have the answers, right? ¿Quién quiere admitir que no tienen las respuestas? Sometimes we're accused of thinking that we know it all as Christians, that we see it all. But here's the thing. As Christians, we are not saying to the world that we have the answer. Como cristianos no decimos tener la respuesta. What we're saying 
is somehow the answer has us. La respuesta no tiene a nosotros. We're not saying as Christians, we have the truth. What we're saying is somehow the truth has gotten a hold of us. No decimos tener la verdad, sino que la verdad nos tiene a nosotros. We're not, we're not saying as Christians, hey, I'm living the life. I know how to live. You don't. No decimos saber vivir. What we're saying is somehow the life is living in us. And that's a miracle. Una forma la vida vive en nosotros. What we're saying is that the way, the truth, the life is Jesus. Jesus is the one. La, el camino, la verdad y la vida es Jesús. And faith is, faith is about following him. It's about lifting him up. Se trata de levantar a Jesús. It's learning how in our humble way to give to other people a testimony that's like the testimony of the blind man. I was blind, but now I see. That's the only thing I know. Es dar un testimonio como ciego. Antes yo era ciego y ahora veo. In fact, have you ever thought about that? What you can see now as to what you didn't see before if you have trusted in Jesus, how has that changed you? I, I would like to invite us after worship today, you know, before you talk about all the other things you're seeing out there, whether it's politics or sports or all of that, as you greet somebody, one person, ask them or tell them what is one way you see differently because of Jesus. Día alguna persona después del servicio, ¿cuál es una manera que ves de forma diferente a causa de Jesús? As I think about that, I can say that without Jesus, I would not see people the way I see them now. I'm kind of a negative guy in my own self. I would probably be much more suspicious, much more bitter, much more angry, much more hateful, much more of a hermit. That would be me. But Jesus has allowed me to see people in a different way. I wouldn't see the world the way I do without Jesus. I shudder to think in the 40-some years that I've been on this journey with Jesus, if I had allowed myself to, to take those attitudes of my youth and develop them now that I'm in my middle years, <laughs> middle to older, how bitter, how blind would I be? It's not that I don't see, er I, that I see everything, I don't. Que amargo habría yo sido si hubiera tenido actitudes así negativas de, del mundo todos estos años. But I want to invite you to do that. Say to one person today, how has Jesus changed the way you see? And then take that out this week and maybe there's somebody at work, maybe there's somebody on the street, maybe there's somebody who's a friend who's going through something and you can say, well, let me tell you, I was blind, but here's something I see now because of Jesus. Espero que puedan dar ese testimonio a otros esta semana. Admitting our need for God. A admitting our need for Jesus, 
who was lifted up on a cross to die and to rise for you and me. Admitir la necesidad de Dios y Jesús que fue levantado en la cruz para morir y resucitar. That's how to really see. Así es como ver de verdad. Let's pray together, shall we? Vamos a orar. Lord Jesus, we humbly bow before you. We recognize the truth. You say, I am the light of the world. Tú dices, yo soy la luz del mundo. And the first two words of that are, I am. I am. And your word tells us that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Yo soy, dices. Tú eres Dios, y en Dios no hay oscuridad. As we go through John, we humbly ask that you'll just, you'll continue to light our path, continue to show us things about ourselves and about our world, but most of all about you. Help us to walk not by our own light and our own wisdom and our own wits, but by your light, Lord Jesus, trusting in you. Que no caminemos según nuestro propio juicio, nuestra propia luz, sino por la tuya, Señor Jesús. We want to pray for people that struggle in darkness. In the church, outside the church, none of us are immune from going through dark times. No somos inmunes ninguno. Es inmune de tiempos oscuros. Help us to remind ourselves and to remind other people to look up. See the sun. See Jesus high and lifted up. And trust him. Follow him. Que podamos dirigir a los otros de levantar la vista a Jesús. Verlo y seguirlo. We ask this humbly. In Jesus' name, in the name of the Señor Jesus. Amen.